إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so last time when we were on the second pillar of Iman, which is the Iman in the angels, so we began discussing the topic regarding the angels. We mentioned some of the jobs that the angels have, some of the names that they have, the numbers of the angels. There was a few topics that we covered last time. We were mentioning the names of the angels and their jobs. We had mentioned Jibreel alayhi salam and Mikael and Israfil alayhi salam. And there was a question that we had put out to everyone. And that question was regarding what the connection is between those angels. What is the common denominator, something that connects between those angels, Jibreel and Mikael and Israfil? So put your hands up if you think you have an answer and you have not seen the tweet I had put out a while ago. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Ten? No more offers? So who's the youngest of the ten? How old are you? Nine? Anybody younger than nine know the answer? Anybody younger than nine know the answer? Younger than nine over there, no one? Go on then, what's your answer? Entrusted with? Revelation brings life to the heart. And Mikael brings rain which gives life to the plants. And Israfil will blow the trumpet which will bring us back to life. So where did you find that answer from? Where was that answer from? Where was it found? It's on YouTube. A lesson of a Sheikh al There was a lesson of a Sheikh al on an uh, audio, and you listen to that, and that's what he said in that lesson. The lesson was in Arabic or in English? In Arabic. Okay. So you said that the answer is the one word. That connects between them all is the word life. And that is because Jibreel brings revelation. And revelation brings life of the hearts. The revelation from Allah, the guidance from Allah. That is what gives your hearts life. Without that guidance, without the Qur'an, without the sunnah. 
then your hearts would be dead. No remembrance of Allah, no recognition of Allah. So the revelation Jibreel brings to us, the guidance of the Qur'an and the Sunnah brings life for our hearts. As for Mikael, then his responsibility is the rainfall and that brings about vegetation and growth. So that brings life to our physical bodies. Life for the actual physical element, rain, water, vegetation, growth, food, that is life in terms of the physical side of things, life for our bodies. And then Israfil, he will be doing what? He will be the one who blows the horn, the trumpet, on the day of judgment, and that will signal the beginning of the afterlife. So therefore, Jibreel and Mikael and Israfil, one thing that connects them all, as Sheikh Al-Thaymeen, rahimahullah ta'ala, mentioned as a benefit, is life. That all of them have Jobs and responsibilities that are connected to life. So that was the correct answer. I've been told there is a prize. So you can pick up your prize afterwards. There is a prize I've been told. So come to us afterwards. There's also an answer on the paper here somebody sent. That is the correct answer also. Regarding life, the same thing. All the others would put their hands up. Anybody have an answer different to that? From the ones who put their hands up, did anybody have a different answer? That they were the closest angels to Allah. That they are the closest angels to Allah. That's generally, you could say as a general point. But there are many angels you could say that are close to Allah. All of the angels technically are close to Allah. They all did? No, those three did? And nobody else did? Allahu alam if that can be proven. Anybody else have any other answer? That's true. They are mentioned in the dua when the Prophet used to make the dua, the opening of the prayer, correct? But this answer that Shaykh Al-Thaymeen gave, Rahimahullah ta'ala, that is the most appropriate answer here that we were looking for. That is what the shaykh mentioned and that was the intent. Then moving on now to a few other sections regarding the angels. These are now some categories of topics. So the first topic is the strength, their physical strength and creation. The physical strength that they've been created upon, their size and power that they've been created upon. Their size and power that they've been created upon. دَلَّتِ النُّصُوصِ الْكَثِيرَةِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ اللَّهَ سَبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ خَلَقَ الْمَلَائِكَةَ عَلَىٰ صُوَرٍ عَظِيمَ كَبِيرَ ضَخْمَ قَوِيَّةِ The texts of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, 
they indicate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the angels upon great, strong, large, powerful forms. That they were created upon large, powerful, great forms. تَلِيقُ بِأَعْمَالِهِمُ And their bodies or their, their forms, their forms being in this big and powerful way, is something suitable and appropriate for the types of jobs that they've been given. There are ayat in the Qur'an, there are ahadith that all indicate the size of the angels. One example we gave before and we'll mention that same one again now. مِمَّا يَدُلُّ عَلَى ضَخَامَةِ أَجْسَامِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَقُوَّتِهِمْ حَدِيثُ جَابِرِ بْنِ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ There is the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhuma anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal أَذِنَ لِي أَنْ أُحَدِّثَ عَنْ مَلِكٍ مِنْ مَلَائِكَةِ اللَّهِ مِنْ حَمَلَةِ الْعَرْشِ إنما بين شحمة أذنه إلى عاتقه مصيرة سبعمائة عام. In the narration it mentions that I have been permitted to speak about an angel from the angels of Allah, from the carriers of the throne. One of the angels of Allah, specifically one of the carriers of the throne of Allah, that between the earlobe and the shoulder of that angel, is a distance of 700 years. It mentions in another version that a bird, if it was to fly from the earlobe to the shoulder of that angel, it would take it 700 years. So a person understands and recognizes instantly the magnificent size upon that which the the angels have been created upon. And it is appropriate, as we said, that they are created upon this power and strength and size. In particular here, the ones that will carry the throne of Allah, since the throne of Allah is the biggest thing in creation. It is the biggest thing in creation, the ceiling of all of creation. And the angels will carry that throne it's mentioned in the hadith, the relative size of the throne, that the throne of Allah compared to the footstool of Allah, it is like a vast desert and a small ring. The footstool of Allah is like a small ring in a vast desert that is the throne of Allah. Then all of this universe and everything in creation, we are like a ring in a vast desert and the footstool is the vast desert. So we are a tiny speck compared to the footstool of Allah. But then the footstool of Allah compared to the throne of Allah is only a speck. So you get an idea, a recognition of the size of the throne of Allah, the greatest thing in creation, the ceiling of all of creation. And so certainly the angels to be created in this powerful form, it is something suitable and appropriate.
It has also been mentioned regarding Jibreel alayhi salam that when he was seen by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam upon his original form that he covered the whole of the horizon. He covered the whole of the horizon all the way the skyline covered by Jibreel alayhi salam. So all of this indicates the great size and power that the angels have been created upon. So that is something in contradiction to what society uh, depicts in their imaginations of angels that they are human size and that they are all just like us practically. Many of the angels have been created in a far greater form, in far greater strength and that is the norm with the angels. The second category here is the number of wings the angels have. The number of wings the angels have. So how many wings do angels have? 70? 600? Some have two, some have four. What about three? So we know that Allah has told us in the Qur'an, the angels have different numbers of wings, <coughs> different numbers, different numbers of wings amongst them. It mentions in the Qur'an that they are the Rusul, Uli Ajniha Mathna wa Thulatha wa Ruba' Yazidu fil khalqi ma yasha' That they have wings in twos, in threes, in fours, and Allah increases in His creation as He pleases. And we know regarding Jibreel alayhi salam that He has 600 wings, as it is mentioned in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Qal ra'a Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Jibreel. وَلَهُ سِتُّ جَنَاحٍ كُلُّ جَنَاحٍ قَدْ سَدَّ الْأُفُقِ يَسْقُطُ مِنْ جَنَاحِهِ التَّهَاوِيلِ وَالدُّرَرِ وَالْيَاقُوتِ مَا اللَّهُ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ That Jibreel alayhi salam, 600 wings covering every one of them the horizon. And then it mentions how pearls and gems were scattering from his wings. So all of that shows that the angels have different numbers of wings. فَدَلَّ الْحَدِيثَ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْأَجْنِحَ تَصِلُ إِلَىٰ سِتِّمِئَ جَنَاحِ So there could be up to 600 wings, and that these wings are of beautiful colors, and that there are the colors of gems, different gems, that type of colors from their wings. So the number of wings can differ twos and threes and fours and more, up to 600 it's mentioned for Jibreel alayhi salam. And there are many texts that affirm, that confirm the wings of the angels. For example, the narration that talks about the students of knowledge and those who gain knowledge, those who strive to seek knowledge. وَإِنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ لَتَضَعُ أَجْنِحَتَهَا لطالب العلم رضا بما يصنع 
that the angels lower their wings for the student of knowledge in satisfaction and pleasure at what he is doing in terms of seeking knowledge. They lower their wings in humbleness to him, lower their wings in humbleness to him in pleasure for what he is doing in seeking knowledge and striving for knowledge. So that is regarding the wings of the angels. Category number three, topic number three. Do the angels eat and drink? Do the angels eat and drink? We said before that the angels have a huge formation. Their bodies, their forms, the way that they are, are created in a magnificent, powerful form. Amongst humans, the more powerful and bigger a person is, the more he eats, the more you are required to eat to gain that size and power and strength. However, it mentions regarding the angels, the texts of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, دلت النصوص على عدم حاجة الملائكة إلى الطعام والشراب لأن أجسادهم مركبة تركيبا لا يقبل الطعام والشراب The texts of the Quran and the Sunnah have indicated that the angels they do not eat their bodies are made in a way, their bodies are put together in a way, whereby they do not accept food and drink, whereby they do not have any need for food and drink. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, mentioned in the tafsir of certain ayat, وَذَلِكَ أَنَّ الْمَلَائِكَ لَا هَمَّ لَهُمْ أَوْ لَا هِمَّةَ لَهُمْ إِلَى الطَّعَامِ وَلَا يَشْتَهُونَهُ وَلَا يَأْكُلُونَ فَلِهَذَا رَأَ حَالَهُمْ مُعْرَضِينَ عَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ بِهِ فَارِغِينَ عَنْهُ بِالْكُلِّيَّةِ فَعِنْدَ ذَلِكَ نَعْمْ So, exactly, exactly, that's where this tafsir is. This tafsir is upon that story of when the angels, with Lut alayhi salam, it's mentioned as well, and Ibrahim alayhi salam, there is that example as well, they did not, eat. And so Ibn Kathir says, it indicates that the angels have no need or, or, or thoughts to food. And neither do they desire it. Neither do they eat. They have no desire for food. They have no thoughts over food. They have no need to eat. That is what is indicated by the texts of the Quran and the Sunnah, that the angels do not eat. As-Suyuti, he mentioned that Ar-Razi said in his tafsir, اتفقوا أن الملائكة لا يأكلون ولا يشربون That the, the scholars are agreed, the angels do not eat and they do not drink. أما الجن, as for the jinn, يأكلون ويشربون, they eat and they drink. The next subcategory, do the angels marry and have children? 
We've already said there are so many angels we cannot count. 70,000 enter Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur every day and they never get the opportunity to come back again. So many angels we cannot count. So how are they all produced? Do they marry? Do they have children? Is it that type of system as we have in the humans? So the subcategory here, do they marry and do they have children? Do they have offspring? مَيَّزَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ بِأَنَّهُمْ جِنْسِ يُخْلَقْ كُلُّ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْهُمْ بِذَاتِهِ وَلَا يُوسْنَعْمْ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this distinction to the angels that every single one of them is created independently. There is no such thing as marriage and then offspring and produced and created in that way. Every single one of them is created independently. Allah has given them this distinction. Every one of them is created bivatihi. Every one of them is created independently. And it is not a case of marriage and reproduction and more angels being created in that way. Every one of them is created independently, one by one, all of them. So they do not marry and they do not have children. That is not something that is attributed to the angels. On top of that, as a subcategory of this category, another small topic within this issue of do they marry and do they have children? What do we actually say about the angels in terms of them being male or female? Angels, are they male or are they female? They're referred to as male, but they're neither. So they are referred to as male in talking with the pronouns. Anybody else? The angels, male or female? Huh? Neither. So, what is correct to say? La yusafuna bidhukura wa la unutha. We don't actually pinpoint and specify the angels are male or that they are female. Absolutely not. The fact that they are not female is something established in the Qur'an. Over and above that, can we therefore say they are therefore male? Not necessarily because they are a different creation to us. So it doesn't necessitate that the same applies as it applies to us. So لا يوسفون بذكور ولا أنوثا وَهُمْ بَاقُونَ عَلَىٰ أَصْلِ خِلْقَتِهِمْ أَلَّتِي خَلَقَهُمُ اللَّهُ عَلِيهَا They are upon the form, their original form that Allah has created them upon. We know we definitely cannot say they are female because that's in the Qur'an, we're gonna come across it now. But then can we say therefore they are male then? Not necessarily. They're a different creation to us altogether. And the same laws do not apply or the same defaults do not apply 
as they apply to our creation, the humans. We've not been given any specifics and details beyond that. So it is not upon us to make that ruling and say definitively, therefore we say they are to be ascribed and described as being male. We don't say that. That is beyond our remit, beyond what we've been given, beyond what we need to speak about. So in the Qur'an it mentions uh, how the mushrikun used to claim that the angels are the daughters of Allah. The mushrikun used to claim this lie of theirs, this falsehood. They used to say that the angels are the daughters of Allah. So in the Quran, فَاسْتَفْتِهِمْ أَلِرَبِّكَ الْبَنَاتِ وَلَهُمُ الْبَنُونَ So inquire, ask them, does your Lord have daughters and they have sons? أَمْ خَلَقْنَا الْمَلَائِكَةَ إِنَاثًا Or have we created the angels as females? Have we created them as females? وَهُمْ شَهِدُونَ أَلَا إِنَّهُمْ مِنْ إِفْكِهِمْ لَيَقُولُونَ Rather, this is from their fabrication that they speak, that they declare the angels to be the daughters of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Kathir, he said, فَذَكَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهُمْ فِي الْمَلَائِكَةَ ثَلَاثَةَ أَقْوَالِ فِي غَايَةِ الْكُفْرِ وَالْكَذِبِ Three statements that were made against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of them false. جَعَلُوهُمْ بَنَاتِ اللَّهِ فَجَعَلُوا لِلَّهِ وَلَدًا تَعَالَ وَتَقَدَّسِ The fact that they said the angels are the daughters of Allah, even before you get to the daughter's part, the very fact that they are claiming Allah has children or offspring, that is a lie and a fabrication upon Allah in the first place. Then on top of that, they've made those children to be Angels that are daughters, that the angels are females and they are daughters of Allah. And then on top of that, the third evil that they did, they ascribed children to Allah, they made those children the angels who they described as females, and then on top of that they began to, and they used to worship, they used to worship the angels. So they attributed partners to Allah, children to Allah, attributed angels as females and daughters to Allah, and worshipped those angels and called upon them and sought shafa'ah. All of these evils that they fell into with regards to their statements of, uh, upon the angels and the children and the daughters of Allah as they claimed. So all of that is falsehood. So what we can say basically is that definitely, absolutely angels are not Female, that is proven in the Qur'an. So that is in complete opposite to what the society depicts as angels being women. And we mentioned before on one occasion when some nurses, uh, doctors, they asked Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, they said to him in the hospital when some of the nurses, the females do good jobs, the patients, they might say, you're such an angel. 
This phrase you hear, people using it for females, you're such an angel. And that is false. Sheikh bin Baz, he said, you cannot say that. How can you say to a female, you're such an angel? The angels are not female. So that is something established. As for then going beyond that the other way and saying, therefore they are male, that is not something we can conclude. So we leave it as it is that they've been created upon the form they've been created in the details we have. And we don't need to give details that we don't have knowledge of. The next subcategory is the speech of the angels. Angels talking. Do angels talk? When do they talk? Is it proved in the Quran and the Sunnah that they talk? So that is the next subcategory. The answer clearly is that in the Quran and the Sunnah, it is proven clearly that the angels talk. The angels speak. They speak and their speech is heard. So for example, some of the examples of where it proves how they speak. In the Quran, وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةِ قَالُوا When Allah said that I'm going to place an offspring, uh, uh, the, the ones who will inherit the earth that I will place upon the humans, upon the earth. Then they said, أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا قَالُوا They said, meaning who? The angels, they spoke to Allah and they said, أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا Are you going to place upon the earth those who will make corruption upon the earth, etc. So there, they speak clearly. قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُ They said, when Allah said to them, I'm going to place an offspring, uh, the, 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 the humans and their offspring upon the earth, they then said, they then spoke and asked Allah. They spoke, clearly mentioned in the Qur'an. Another example in the hadith of Abu Hurairah in Bukhari and Muslim, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam, when Allah created Adam, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ آدَمَ عَلَى صُورَتِهِ وَطُولِهِ سِتُّونَ ذِرَاعًا ثُمَّ قَالْ when Allah created Adam, uh, and his, he was of 60 cubits, it was said to him, اذهب فسلم على أولئك النفر من الملائكة. It was said to Adam, go and give salam to that group of angels. Go and give salam to those angels. فاستمع ما يحيوك تحيتك تحية ذريتك. Go and give them salam and listen to the response they give you the response that will be yours and of your offspring in terms of the salam. So when he went, فَقَالَ أَسْسَلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ Adam went and said to them, أَسْسَلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ قَالُوا They said, أَسْسَلَامُ عَلَيْكَ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ So they added on, فَزَادُوهُ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ فَكُلٌّ مَنْ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةِ عَلَى صُورَةِ آدَمْ فَلَمْ يَزَلْ يَنْقُزْ حَتَّى الْآنِ And then the end of the narration talks about how people will now become shorter and shorter, and they will not be of the 60 cubits that Adam salam was created upon. But the point being, Adam salam goes and gives them salam, the angels then reply the salam to Adam salam. In another evidence, the famous evidence, 
حتى إذا فزع عن قلوبهم قالوا ماذا قال ربكم قالوا الحق وهو العلي الكبير that when the fright and the terror finally then exits their hearts then they say what did your Lord say who is saying that the angels when the revelation comes and then the angels afterwards they say to each other what did Allah say they talk to each other قالوا الحق then they say, Allah spoke the truth. So these are all examples of the angels talking and speaking. Overall, there are several occasions. They speak to the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Jibreel wasallam obviously came and spoke to the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, and before him the other prophets and messengers. Also the angels come and speak to everybody in the grave. In the trial of the grave, fitnatul qadr. The angels come and speak to everyone when they ask you who is your Lord and what is your religion and who is your prophet. They come and speak to the people in the graves. Similarly, they speak to the people on the day of judgment. And they give glad tidings to the righteous and the warnings and the, the, the bad tidings to those who are from the evil, from the people of the hellfire. Similarly, in paradise, they speak to the people of paradise and give them salam. That's mentioned in the evidences. They speak to the people of hellfire and give them the, the evil tidings of hellfire. And there are many narrations like this, how the angels they talk. Uh, for example, when the people of the hellfire are in the hellfire, they say to the angel, Malik, Malik what do they say to him? <laughs> they call upon him and they say, let Allah just destroy us and kill us, rather than being in this hellfire. But then he says back to them, إِنَّكُمْ مَاكِثُونَ You are staying. You are staying in the fire. You will not be destroyed. You will not be finished. So that is a clear example of them talking to the angel and the angel talking back to them. So that subcategory regarding the angels talking. The next subcategory, we're at number what? The ninth category? Five. No, on, the, on what we've done today, five. five. From the list we've been making today, the fifth category now is how angels can change their appearance. Angels can change their appearance. التمثل والتشكل هو التصور بالصور المختلفة وهذا التصور قد ميز الله به الملائكة عن بني آدم so Allah has given this distinction to the angels that they can change their appearance. Angels can change their appearances. أَمَّا بَنِي آدَمْ فَإِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَا يَسْتَطِيْءَ أَنْ يُغَيِّرَ طَبِيعَتَهُ الَّتِي خَلَقَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهَا بِخِلَافِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ فَقَدْ مَكَّنَهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنَ التَّصَوَّرِ بِغَيْرِ سُورَتِهِمْ الَّتِي خُلِقُ عَلَيْهَا So Allah has given this ability to the angels that they are able to change their appearance. A famous example, who can give us a famous example, an obvious example 
of the angels changing their appearance. The hadith of Jibreel. Because when Jibreel came to the Prophet ﷺ on that time, in fact when Jibreel used to come to the Prophet ﷺ all the time, he used to come in the appearance of a man. Only on a couple of occasions the Prophet ﷺ actually saw Jibreel upon his original appearance. So Jibreel used to come upon the appearance of a human. And we know that is not the original and default and actual appearance of Jibreel. So the angels can change their appearances, they can change their forms, and that is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the angels the ability to do. So that is regarding their changing of form. To summarize this topic, there are many other things, but we'll summarize upon that for now. Uh, with the final couple of points. And one of those would be then, what is the ruling on being able to see the angels? Can we as humans see the angels? Everybody saying no. Anybody say yes. Babies. Only the prophet. Animals. So, دلت النصوص على أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم رأى جبريل بصورته التي خلقه الله عليها مرتين. We know that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saw Jibril عليه السلام and even saw him twice upon Jibril's actual form. So that is something clearly proven. وَكَانَ يَرَاهُ كَثِيرًا مُتَمَثِّلًا بِصُورَةِ رَجُلٍ And many times the Prophet ﷺ obviously saw Jibreel when Jibreel used to come upon the appearance of a, a person, a, a human. وَرُبَّمَا رَآهُ النَّبِي ﷺ وَكَلَّمَهُ وَعِنْدَهُ بَعْضُ أَصْحَابِهِ وَزَوْجَاتِهِ وَلَا يَرَوْنَهُ there are narrations that are mentioned that sometimes Jibreel ﷺ would come to the Prophet ﷺ, his wife may be with him, companions may be with him, and they never used to see. But the Prophet ﷺ did used to see. In the hadith of Jibreel, of course, we know that the Sahaba also. But there were uh, instances that are mentioned in the narrations where the rest may not see, and it was only the Prophet ﷺ who was seeing. There is the famous hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha as an example, when the Prophet ﷺ said to her, Ya Aisha, hadha Jibreel, yaqra'u alayki salam. When he said to her, Oh Aisha, this is Jibreel here, giving you salam. فَقَالَتْ وَعَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ So she replied the salam and then said, تَرَى مَا لَا أَرَى You see what I cannot see. So at that moment, she couldn't actually see Jibreel alayhi salam there. But the Prophet ﷺ was telling her that he's here and giving you salam. So she replied the salam and said, I do not see what you see. So this is an example of how sometimes they may not have seen but the Prophet ﷺ could see. 
But of course we know in the example of the hadith of Jibreel, they also, the prophet, the uh, angel Jibreel alayhi salam, أَمَّا رُؤْيَتُهُمْ عَلَىٰ سُورَتِهِمُ الَّتِي خَلَقَهُمُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهَا فَظَاهِرُ النُّسُوسِ تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُمْ لَا يُرَوْنَ The issue here is though, when the Prophet ﷺ saw Jibreel, most of the time it was when Jibreel was upon a human appearance. But there were a couple of occasions he saw him upon his original appearance. The companions, when they saw Jibreel, it was when he was upon a human appearance. That's proven. What about then the companions or other than the Prophet ﷺ seeing the angels upon their original form? The Prophet ﷺ did. Other than the Prophet ﷺ, can we see the angels upon their original form? That is something where there's more dispute over, and it appears from the evidences as a whole, that it is not possible for us to see the angels upon their original form. We do not see the angels upon their original form. That is what seems to be apparent from the evidences. But as for seeing them when they came, for example, Jibreel on the form of, the human, then that is established. There are some statements and some speech regarding the topic, but overall as a conclusion that can be mentioned for now. That is where we'll round off for today. Any questions on the workbook that we haven't come across yet? I assume there are some. I assume there are questions in the workbook we haven't covered yet for the angel section. Whatever questions are left we haven't covered We'll start with those in the next session, the exact questions and answers on them, and then we'll move on to the next topic, inshaAllah ta'ala. So any questions on the angels section then before we move on next time? There is a question that mentioned the, type, the ten types of people angels make dua for. Yeah, that's okay. What I'm saying is, those ones, those questions that we haven't covered, Beginning of next lesson, we'll give the answers to those questions. So there's two or three we haven't covered in the workbook. Beginning of next session, we'll start with the answers that are left over, and then we'll move straight on to the next section. Any questions up until now though? Al-Mudhakkir is later, but the original time was Iqra, when the first time it occurred. But that, because of time now, what we'll do is then, your homework for this week, the fortnightly homework, easier one this time, easier one. The brother has asked the question about when Jibreel, alayhi salam, came to the Prophet sallallahu with the revelation. That first time when it happened in the cave of Hira, the homework is going to be to go and investigate that story 
and to come back with the details of that story. And that's an easier homework. It's in Al-Bukhari, right at the middle end where? Right at the beginning. You'll find it in the earlier chapter. So go and investigate and read carefully about the story when Jibreel salam came to the Prophet وسلم, with the revelation. That's your homework for the two weeks time. So you have something to research, something to go over. For two weeks time, come back to us and then we'll discuss that at the beginning of next session as well before moving on. There is one um, references for when uh, evidences that the angels they speak. So you have Surah Al Baqarah, ayah number 30. You have Surah Sabah, ayah number 23. And the hadith was in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Those were the three examples we gave. Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 30, Surah Sabah, Ayah 23. And then the hadith was in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Bukhari number 3148 and Muslim 2841. These numbers are only going to match those original Arabic prints. The English prints you'll have to research within some type of radius, maybe 100 give or take, which means you'll have to read a couple of hundred to get to it, which is good. Anything else? The language of the angels. What is the language of the angels? Arabic. Anybody else? That is what the scholars have mentioned as a whole. As a whole... They say the default would be that they are speaking in the language of Arabic. There is a research done on that. There is some, not a research, but there is some discussion of the scholars and some research they've done into that. Ibn Taymiyyah speaks about it in his books. But one of the overall conclusions generally is Arabic. That is an overall general conclusion from what we understand of Arabic. But again... If that is to be a topic, maybe next week we're going to end up all angels again, part three. But maybe, maybe, if we have time, we can do that too. At the time of death, can you see the angels? That is, that is something which is established, but then that is now after this life. The whole point of this is, can we see the angels in this life? Now when death comes and your soul is being taken, that is considered... The time of death and afterlife. That is shown that the angels will come and they'll take your soul and the eyesight follows the soul as it disappears. That is proven in the texts. So we'll have to round off then. The time for prayer is here. Your homework is there. Also, uh, if uh, somebody has a Suzuki Swift, NA09, Suzuki Swift NA09, is that owned by anybody here? Over there? Halas, come and see us. Halas, we'll round off there. Carry on in two weeks' time, inshallah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.